to know now. I'm, I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I think they both have a great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. And he's doing a great job. I okay. need you to man up and say what you really want to say. Simon, you're doing a great job. And together, they are Steiny and Guru. Yeah. On 95.7 The Game. I mean, do you want to bring us in? It's your show. I'm just a guest. Steiny and Willard is now the name of the show. So I am more than comfortable here, and I'm sure you'll acknowledge uh, this, and it's why I always say it. This is why I'm the Steph Curry of the station. Because, and I've been trying to stress this to Warrior fans for over a decade now. Yeah. What may, And I know everybody wants to run, everybody wants to run Steph pick and roll 50 times a game. He handles it and get. But what makes Steph Curry great is his ability to play off the ball. And he's equally great at both. And, of course, that's what I'm doing today. I'm playing shooting guard. But I look up and down our roster, and, boy, we don't we don't have a lot of versatility. Oh, I look at Bonte. He's a one. He's got to be a one. Shasky, got to be a two and only has been a two. Huh? Willard, you're a one. You're one. You don't think you can be a two? I have never seen it. Coast I've never seen it. Tony Bruno's sidekick for I, years. Okay, that's in the past. <laughs> and and rumor has it that's you wanted to be a one. That's why you left no. as a free agent. <laughs> Dibley is interesting. He doesn't even want to be a two. He wants to be a small forward three. But he, he goes to the two. Uh, Guru's a two. Rado's a two. And Damon's a one. A wholehearted one. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, no. And you know what? Just put me wherever. I'm like Curry. I'm like Curry. You going? Hey, bring me off the bench of the playoffs. That's huh? fine. Right. The I mean, only thing Curry's got on me is a better handicap. We'll golf. we'll see how it goes. I I will take the label <laughs> of of having to be a one because of uh, in fact, and this just got sent in on our, our our YouTube chat. And thank you so much for those of you who are watching on <laughs> Twitch and YouTube. This is always my favorite. I think it's a criticism. This is my favorite criticism that we get, and I seem to get it more than others. And it must be something about the way I talk. Uh, but that's okay. Um, Leslie Schrader just, or is it Shader? Shader uh, texted in on the uh, on the YouTube feed uh, about our nice and mean rankings. Okay, and that came, of course, from Filmo Mike and, and Leslie said Steiny is nice uh, and a good person, Sorry. and uh, and so is Willard. <laughs> Even though he thinks his takes are correct and everyone else is wrong. Now, well, that's me too. Wouldn't it be weird if I thought my takes were wrong? <laughs> wouldn't that be super odd? Like, what would you think of me as a radio host if I went out and I'm like, I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff that I don't actually believe? I'm going to spit fire that even I believe is wrong. And when someone disagrees with me, I'm going to go, you know what? You're right. I. I misspoke on all. Wouldn't you think I was a total cupcake? Or would you think my name was Skip Bayless? Uh, because that's exactly the debate stuff that you hate on ESPN and Fox. That's exactly what it is. It's a bunch of people saying stuff they don't actually believe. Just stick you off. Thank you. And, and people, is. you know, you got to realize we all, I, I can just only, only speak for myself. I, I continue to try to work on my craft and and I'm aware of the stereotypes out there. You know, some people, the perception, and yeah, I, I think I'm a know-it-all, and and I, I always think I'm right about things, and and I'm aware of that, and 
I don't know if you've noticed, but lately I'll say to Guru things like, fair enough. That's, that's a good have point. You been, have you been working on yeah, fair enough? Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I see where you're coming I from. Still hear you, I still hear you trying to back him into a corner. No. He's, no, Guru. I'm, guru, I'm not... These last two weeks, his, his no. forearms have been up no, over his fists. I mean, right? No, no you know what? Can I? I'll, I'll tell you what gets texted to me about uh, about the great Matt Stein Matts, just because we do do the changeover every day. And, and let me let me oh, interview boy. you about it, uh, if you will. Sure. Um, uh, people would like to know if you like anything. Oh my God, yes. So what do you like? I and love don't, golf. Don't, don't say Larry Bird. I love golf. All right, you love golf. I love. Yeah, what I is, love what is certain Stein kind like? of documentaries. Okay, for example, have you watched Full Swing? No, but it's all it's oh on my, my to do. We're list. almost done. My son is so into it with me that okay. like that's when you can really get through. I can get through something fast if the kids want to do it with me. If they don't, exactly. I can't get to it ever. And so they they want to watch Full Swing. So we've only got like two episodes left. Yeah. We're we're rolling through wow. that suck. It's really good. I'm it's gonna really have good. to watch that. Yeah, uh, I, I watch like a you know for example a, I. Like the documentary on Lewis and Clark, or the Northwest Passage. Wow! For example, I'm, I'm fascinated, and I love the Arctic. You like history? I love Scandinavia. I love it. Scandinavia. I love. Uh, what else do I love? Have you been, or do you just uh, love no, the idea? It's on it. my bucket list. So why do you love it so much if you don't even know it? I'm fascinated by people who live in pretty cold climates with. With but you lived in Philadelphia. You lived in Pennsylvania. No, I'm talking about year round. Okay, you know I'm talking about like is 23 it? hour sum, uh, summer light time. Is and it then cold in, the winter, in Scandinavia oh year my. round? Well, it the is? summers are pretty mild, even. Okay, from my source, I've never been. I don't yeah, like yeah, Oslo. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Oslo is more cold than warm. I would think. I guess I would think that too, but I don't really know. I've never been to Norway. I don't know. You know, I've, I've actually, if you want, I, I've always been fascinated with the. Inuits, the who? The Inuits, the the uh, the native people who live in the Arctic. Got it. And they are fascinating people. And uh, for example, look, one thing is uh, that I they don't believe in the afterlife. They they believe okay. that, that all they know is what they know. So when they kill a moose, let's say, mm -hmm. they don't save anything. They don't understand the concept. Of saving now, the, you know, a lot of the Inuits now are becoming more, whatever, uh, integrated with society. But because of that, like they'd kill a moose, and that's where they'd hunker down for six months, eat the moose, and at that point, we got to get another moose. They're not like, hey, what do you say we save this? No leftovers. Nope. No, they don't have tin foil. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm fascinated. Man, you are you're fascinated by weird stuff. Exactly. I don't even know what some of this stuff the is. Solar system is I've been well, getting into the solar system now too. Do you believe in the afterlife? <sighs> That's a no book. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I uh, okay. Oh my god. Do you? On, I don't know. But I do know this. The concept of everlasting life. That really freaks me out. Well, it so, really weirds me out. Like, wait a I, minute, never, never. But never. can I congratulate you on sure. something? You actually said the only factual answer that somebody can give to the idea of the afterlife. Exactly. I don't know. Is is the only answer. So if anybody out there is listening to us and you think you know, you actually, you Jim Mora, you think you know, but you don't know, and you never will until you get there. And when you get there, you can't tell us what happened. Thanks. So that's just. I mean, I'm sorry. I just. 
I'm one of these people. I can accept those things that we're just going to have to find out later. Kind of like whether or not the Warriors era is over. Right. Now. Like we're just, you got to be able to sit with the discomfort of, we don't know. We don't know. So, uh, gosh, yeah, the afterlife. The, I uh, love when people talk about like that. They got it all figured out. I'm like, who is? who are the dead people that you know that you've talked to about all of this? I've I'd actually look, uh, give me some names. Actually, when I was a kid, I had a little anxiety attack because I was laying in bed and I was just thinking about the concept because I was grown up Catholic, went to Catholic school. You get to heaven and then what? Then you live forever. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> and then you just start really thinking about it. A million years. You're gonna live for ten million years. Then that got that got too vast for me. So I start, started losing my breath a little bit, and I had to go into my parents' room and say something's wrong. And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't like this everlasting life stuff." <laughs> they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "That scares the hell out of me." I'd like so, to so, so because you know what it is, I don't think most people want to live forever. I think we want to be able to watch. Thank you. If I told you Thank right you. now, you don't need to stay, but there's gonna be a TV in the clouds, and you can watch your kids grow up. And you could see their lives, and you could see your grandkids' lives. If I told you that, don't you think most people would be like, "Well, I'd binge watch that." Exactly. Right. I just yeah. need to. I just. That's what scares people is they're like, "What are we gonna miss?" Exactly. But if I could at least watch it, right? I can't be at the wedding, but I could watch it on TV. I'd be like, "Okay, that's comforting for sure." So that's I, why I think we do some of this stuff because it's just to comfort us. Yeah, I'm so uncomfortable with the concept of. Of the of everlasting, I've chosen to what I I've chosen to believe in reincarnation. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, again, give me a butterfly. You've chosen that, right? Exactly. I appreciate that. that. Oh, You're, I don't. It's a choice. I mean, I'd love it to be fact. true. Yeah. Although when I'm a we'll butterfly, clearly I'm not like God. I remember when I was Matt Steinmetz. <laughs> Boy, that was fun. That's more fun than this. Yeah, I'm in a cocoon. A, yeah, <laughs> you're you're either you either don't remember, and then the people who really freak me out are the ones who do. They're like, so here are my last nine lives. This is what I was back in 1532. Right. That, right? If somebody yes. does that, you're like, oh gosh, this, Exa this exactly. person's had too much ayahuasca uh, or uh, or whatever it is. So, <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat over? Is he back? <laughs> are we done? I feel like we're having our own one right now. Um, all right, it's uh, it's Steiny and Willard uh, all the way up until two o'clock on a very special President's Day episode. Actually, just since uh, apparently David wants to discuss this. Okay, uh, David in San Francisco, you're on with Steiny and Willard. Hi, David. What are you doing? Hey, hey. Good morning, guys. My name is David from San Francisco. Uh, I listen to you guys every day. I'm a drywaller. But anyways, okay. I'll get I'll get to it, guys. Um, uh, this morning, uh, I was actually preaching door to door. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. And um, I was actually with a couple other friends doing the same thing, sharing the news from the Bible. Okay. And um, what, I, what I wanted to share with you guys is that one thing that we have learned through our Bible study is that in the future, you know, God does promise to uh, clean up uh, the earth that we have, that we live on today. You know, today we live in full of disasters and violence and sicknesses and death. But the, the Bible does promise that one day all of those will be cleaned up by his kingdom. Hey, since you have a direct line to God, can you ask him what he's waiting for? I just want, like, maybe... I don't mean to make light. I'm sorry. Is that was that out of bounds? Was that okay? No, no, don't talk about um, why, does, why does God have to wait until we're all not here anymore to clean it up? It's not out of bounds. The clean reason it it's not now. out of bounds is because if you're a Jehovah's Witness and you are 
intent on spreading other good news. Yeah. You're going to, you are, you're walking into knowing that someone's going to challenge you. Well, okay. That's what you want to do. I you want like to change challenge. minds. What would you do if you walked into your kid's bedroom and there's clothes all over the floor and you're like, you need you to clean the room? And he goes, I promise you that I'm going to clean up this mess in a few years. You'd be like, do it now. Right. So I'd like to send that message to God, whoever's got the direct line. What are you waiting for? I couldn't go door to door to sell a ham sandwich, let alone trying to convert somebody. I don't somebody. know how anybody can go door to door and do anything anymore. No one's going to answer their door. You're terrified. <laughs> it, right? We You're talked about this. You're looking for investment. Thank you. want a greater investment. There you go. So maybe we should go door to door and boo people. They're like, that guy's invested. Holy hell. Like a Giants right? fan. Thank but you. That guy's big time investment. Boo, though. He just booed me. <laughs> Dude, a knock on the door? Do you know how terrifying that is now? Like, you don't go answer it. You hide. Everybody freezes. You can knock on my so door. We 2019 ended knocking on doors. You can't. What are you doing? Get off of I, my porch. I, we are in the middle of a, of a front door crisis right now in my house. What? I swear to God. Wait, what is it? My 11th grader comes home. After we're upstairs, and she does not lock the front door. And so I get up in the morning, and I go out to get a uh, car. It's open. And she says, it's our house. We don't have to lock it. Nobody's going to walk in the front door. And I'm like, kiddo. That, uh, it's, no. okay. I know a lot of houses like this. They're just like, we don't, we don't lock the front door until, until nighttime. People don't lock their cars on the, in their driveway. I'm like, I mean, we lock the door basically after we come in. How about, well, she, you, but here's the worst part of it. When the door's locked and she comes home, she expects us to open the door. Open up. I'm like, get, you got a key. You have a key. You have a key. Right. I got to get off the couch or get up. Look, here's the deal. Life. You can't go to anybody's front door anymore unless you're employed by Amazon. That's the rule. <laughs> That's, I don't even care if you live there. You have to have a job at Amazon, and then you can come to the door, and you can take pictures. You can go take pictures of people's front doors if you work at Amazon. If you don't, you better get off or I'm calling the cops. It's that simple. No, All no. right. Anyway, um, we had we had version number... 28 of Charles Barkley telling the Warriors that they're done. Uh, he said it to Draymond Green again. Oh, do we have the sound? We do. Okay, here we go. This is uh, this is Charles Barkley and Draymond Green. Really, that's what he said. Uh, but the Golden State Warriors are cooked. That's crazy. He said that last year, but we all know you don't know what you're talking about. You said but, it every year. No, you said it every year cook. since I've been in no, the league. That's not true. But oh, this is crazy. Y'all are cooked now. Are we? Yep, y'all are done. It still leaves us far ahead of you, boss. Yeah, I'm telling you, y'all are I done. Questions without. Okay. Um, first of all, Draymond is 100% right. He does say it every year. This was on uh, the TBS feed at, uh, at All-Star Weekend. Um, listen, I'm a big believer in this. I tease dibs about this. Whenever he's like, um, you know, it, it could be like, the Giants aren't going to sign a free agent. The Giants aren't going to sign a free agent. That one's a little bit of a bad example because most free agents you don't get. But it's like, you can't predict the same thing 50 times in a row and then when you're right, go on a victory lap. Be like, see, I told you I was right. 
at some point, the Warrior Dynasty will be over. Right. If you're on your fourth or fifth take of this is the end, if you're right, I don't even care. Like you're on your fourth or fifth take. So Barkley, to me, and I know it's a stick and it's Barkley, but to me, his Warrior takes have expired. He's been wrong Every year since he started the whole jump shooting team can't win a championship. That's true. true. He's been wrong about the Warriors every year to the point where he's doing it on purpose now. Right. No? Well, um, I don't think this is a shtick. I think he really believes that they're done now. But let's, let's, let's take a guy like me. All right. They win it the first time. I didn't see it coming. Of course I didn't see it coming. The first one. Then they win 73 games, and I'm like, oh, my God, this team's unbelievable. And we got a problem, meaning a good problem. I view it. They lose. Okay, then they get Durant. I'm sorry. You can say whatever you want. (laughs) I did not think the Warriors were not going to win it for three years. Correct. Come on. Okay, then they get beat by Toronto. Clay's hurt. Well, now they're in trouble. Okay, Clay's hurt and Durant's hurt. They have a terrible year. They get Wiseman. Clay's still out. So they're not going to win that year, and they don't. But at that point, for me, I'm looking at two years of non-championship basketball, and yeah, I'm like, no, I don't think they can get it back. Right. I think a lot of people thought that. That's fair. They did get it back. Okay, so now we're at this year. The thing about this year is, I didn't think they were going to win it last year. And I missed some things, clearly. Like, the one thing I missed was they were good for half of the year, then they got hurt, and they were whole by the time the play. And I underestimated that they could click like that. This year, to me, is a totally different year. It really is. Wow. I, I, I don't Agreed. see looking. Ba- I don't see any signs right now. So even though I was wrong last year, I think they're not going to win it this year. I I just don't think they're going to. But. I have to give them the benefit of the doubt to allow for that possibility. Okay, what if like, I that's said... That's why I like to be I, careful with I, my words. I think that's all very reasoned. My point with Barkley is two different things here. The point with Barkley is when Durant leaves, all oh, the air is over. Yes. And, and, and it was like, but but no, no, it's not. Right. And then you have the second clay injury. And even then, when they come back to relative health, people are like, gosh, you Warriors fans are so myopic that you think it's not over. So that was the second time, because then it turned out it wasn't over. They win the championship last year. And now we're doing it again. So this is the third time, I feel like, that a lot of people are lining up to say the Warrior dynasty is over. And you're going to be right at some point. The other side to it is, I agree with you that, yes, there are no signs this year except for potentially one. And it brings it back to, and, and you can go listen to this on the Odyssey app, Jason Timp, who was really good. He's the host of Hoops Tonight on Volume Sports, and he joined us a couple of hours ago. And I straight asked him if you think that the Warriors are still contenders. And he almost laughed us off the, off the conversation because he was like, obviously they are. And his stat, and let me ask you, does this count when you say there are no signs? But his point is the Warriors starting lineup, the lineup of five, Steph, Clay, Dre, Wiggins, Looney, that group is still by metrics far and away the best group of five in the NBA. Now, they don't play together a lot. 
whether that's because of load management or injuries, and they won't play together for at least another couple weeks because of staff. But if they're still the best group, and there is the chance that they're all playing together come April, is that not a sign? That's a positive sign, and that's what you're going to hold on to for sure. Um, but they're also 13-11 and 11 in those games. So something's happening beyond the greatest unit. The other thing I think is a lot of times that's not the finishing unit they use. And so I would ask, why not? Why wouldn't you use it? Well, because that lineup, as great as it is, I guess, according to Steve Kerr, works at its best certain times. Like, not all the time in crunch time. Sometimes Looney will fit. And so the question I always have is, how much does Steve Kerr want to play this group together? That Those five. And will but, that change come playoff time? Maybe that changes. Oh, you mean maybe because, they play yeah, it more. Right. You would think. And maybe, But maybe they're also not as effective because they're playing against good teams. But getting back to this thing about the Warriors, because I, I want to go through this. In 2019, the, 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 we all knew, three years in a row, the best team in the league. They lose it. Durant hurt, likely leaving. Clay hurt, done for the next year. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm sure I said at that point, they're in trouble. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. They're gonna. Yeah, oh, like, but you meant that at that time in a in a in a shorter term sense. Like well, they were, I did, no, I'll be honest. Don't with you think you. at that point I thought they're probably not, they're they're not going to win any more titles. Huh. I did think that because I thought Durant was going to leave, and I didn't think from what I saw during the Durant years that they could win it without him. Well, hmm. now Sonny got to look back and say, "Wow, Steph Curry really did." Defer and really did allow and all those kind of things. He's even we thought he was so great and and it turns out he was even better. Than exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So now we're in the next year. They go f- fifteen and fifty, and I'm thinking, well, of course they went fifteen and fifty, but then they get Wiseman and Kaminga, and I, that's the point where I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, what if Wiseman's really good? Okay, he wasn't. They go thirty nine and thirty three. They don't make the playoffs. And yes, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't think they were going to win another title. I thought two years was too long for Clay. I thought 33 year old, 33 years old for a normal guy's pretty old. Well, Steph Curry's not a normal guy. Uh, miss, you know, Otto Porter, big deal. <laughs> Who cares? Well, he was terrific. Peyton came out and like it clicked. It it, it all clicked. And I'm not even going to get into. Hey, he might have gotten some breaks on the way. Sure, they did. We we acknowledge that the other day. So. Uh, yeah, last year got me. There's no doubt. I think it got a lot of people. And because it got me, I have been, every time I say I don't think they're going to win it, I have to say, oh, but I wouldn't bet my life on it or right. whatever to leave myself an out. But if and when they don't win it, to me, it's not like I was in a 5% group that saw something nobody else did. I just am looking at the tea leaves. They're fi- like that's the way I look at it. They're twenty nine and twenty nine. No teams ever won it that didn't win forty four games. If they win it this year, they will have done something that's twenty nine and twenty nine to the ch- wow. That's, that's can they do it? Of course. So I just look at what they're embarking on, and that's like almost more like I take that to, into account more than Steph Clay and Dre. So it's all brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Here's where I think the conversation also goes next, which is whether they win the whole thing 
or even miss the playoffs this year or anything in between, I think I could actually make the case that this is the end of the era, which we'll explain and get into coming up next. We'd love your phone calls at 888-9570. It is Steiny and Willard here on 95.7 The Game. Mark, you're not mean, you're needy. Sleep the body of Christ. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Uh, hi, my name is Mark Willard, filling in for Goo today. And, um, wow. <laughs> Steiny is here as well. I'm here. I'm yeah. flustered. I need Here's your help, the beauty man. of this. Here's the beauty of this. It's, a little, this? Bit of, it's a little bit of a slow week this week because the game sure. starts. Sure, 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 sure. But because... Our partners are so insecure. Oh, and, I, I, and almost, I envision that they're together somewhere. Listening. So Hol- the content for tomorrow yeah. will be their grievances for each of us. I'm right. what we did. excited. Well, what have we said about them today? You said that Dibs is way meaner than people realize. Uh, no doubt. And uh, Guru, um, let's see. I think you said that he needs... You said like he needs m- m- more tough love than I do. As a, oh, as yeah, a, absolutely. Right, like he when needs, hosting he, with. He needs harder coaching. I have to coach Guru harder than you. I have to be Bobby Knight to Guru, <gasps> but John Wooden he's, to you. He's going to be so mad about that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so excited uh, that he's going to be, be mad fun. about that. It's going to be fun. He's going to come in. Steiny! Hey, he wanted to go to Indiana. He knew what he was getting You're into. You're not my coach. <laughs> Why are you sunning me like that? I mean, I love how excited you are about the shots that you're taking. But Tomorrow's uh, show, whatever Guru's upset about <laughs> with today's show. I used to call that uh, Guru's Gripes, right? That's true. For Wasn't Guru's that a, Gripes. Yeah, that was a... Away, guru. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. Uh, very, very good. Um, okay. So the Warriors, you got any, you got any yeah. reads or anything like that? No. Uh, we have any, any calls or anything no, like that? Uh, we do have a call. Okay. Yep. Um, no. Somebody <laughs> wants to talk about the front door, not locking oh. the front door. But we have, we'll, Anthony, stay right there. We'll go to you in a sec. Go ahead. No, just the, the, to me, we talked about the Warriors and who thinks it's over, who thinks it's not over. And here's where, here's where I'll start this conversation is like the thing that I'm most fascinated about, and we've talked about it a lot, but it's hitting me over the head lately. There's 24 games left in this season. The Warriors are 29 and 29. Like, like this is it. And I don't mean well, this is it for the dynasty. I mean, this is it in terms of I think what happens over the next six weeks will determine the direction of where this thing goes. It, it, it's like, like, I just I know the Warriors have been good, and, but like that's what I would sh- like. This is it. Do you agree with that? Totally. Like, this it's, next twenty-four games, well, is the most important twenty-four games in, in the Curry era. Here, here, I agree with you, but here's here would be my spin on what you're saying, and this is why I sort of think the era is it, it, as we know it. The era is kind of coming to an end one way or another, no matter what the Warriors do, even if they go win the title. I firmly believe, as I have for the entire last year, and I have expressed this to you and and everyone on the show, 
I firmly believe that the financial aspect of the Golden State Warriors is a bigger deal than fans would like to, to acknowledge. And that is to say that because Joe Lacob won a checkbook championship, that this ownership group is just going to throw money around no matter what it takes every single year, no matter how high the luxury tax gets, no big deal. I think you already got a clue. Your clue came last week when the Warriors acquired damaged goods in exchange for James Wiseman. They were given three days to think about it, and their answer was, yeah, we'll go ahead and still take the damaged goods. Why would they do that? Well, there are a couple reasons. There's still hope that GP2 will be ready for the playoffs, um, and that is probably more than James Wiseman was going to give you. Trying to get a nice little buzz. That's right. But the, but the other aspect of this is money. Uh, they're going to save north of $30 million by not having James on the team, and, and that is over the next couple of years, and that is significant to them. And Lakeham has already said to you, like, we're not – keeping everybody we're not doing a half a billion dollar payroll and people forget that when jordan Poole signed that extension it hasn't kicked in yet so my belief is the next six weeks will not determine whether the air is over or not it will determine which group you're going to support going forward is mm. is group one steph clay dre or is group two Steph, Poole, Wiggins. Which core matters more going forward? If you win a championship, then the old core probably gets to keep going. And and obviously Draymond's got some say in this too because he can opt in or opt out. But if it crashes and burns, if it's a play-in tournament thing, if it's a one-round-and-done and everybody's healthy, that tells the Warriors the old core is done winning championships. And so, therefore, it's time for us to focus on the younger core. I do believe someone's getting traded this offseason. Of the big three? Is it? Well, no, it could be Poole. Okay. But somebody who makes a lot of money is probably going to be on the way out the door, and that'll determine who we support going forward. Is Draymond on the way out the door and we're going younger? Is Poole going on the way out the door and are we trying to keep keep going with with, with the older core? Because I just don't believe they're going to pay all this money. Right. I think I think you're right. I, I, I think the money is an issue. The, the other thing I think that, to me, I don't know how important it is, but it's what I think about. When the Bulls were done in 98, they were done. The team broke up, kaput, done. But there's an alternative, and that's the way I think we tend to think of this, even now. Can they do Can they win it all, or is it over? Well, there's a middle ground, and that would be... What if the Warriors get to the finals this year and lose to Boston? Or even Western Conference Correct. Finals. Like, it might be, it might not be part of the dynasty, it, but we'll talk about that as part of, like, how do I want to put this? If, like, that's, that would be a hell, a hell of an accomplishment. Well, dynasties like, include near misses. Thank you. That's the Patriots exactly, that's went what to I'm the Super about. Bowl and lost. That, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. So if if the Warriors get to the final and Boston beat what if like you know, back in 78-79, the, the the Bullets beat the Sonics in seven. The next year the same two teams played and the Sonics beat the Bullets in seven. Well, what if the Celtics beat the Warriors in six or seven this year? Well, guess what? You still got action. Still really close. You still got action. Yeah. But if you get beat in the first round, then the harder decisions may have to be made. But 
like I remember the Celtics, they won in 86. They lost in the finals in 87. And in 88, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then it was pretty much done. But like 87 and 88, I'm still hanging in there. It could happen. It could happen. And just because it ends in disappointment doesn't mean, well, it was done. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, it was done winning championships, but right. the, the, the juice and the energy's not done. And the belief is not done. I guess my only concern with all this would be that whatever direction you go to try to say, okay, who's the core going forward? How do you go about helping them? Because, again, money can fall off the books, but so then are you going to spend it on someone else? And then you're in the same problem. What do you think Draymond's going to do, by the way? I think it does have to do with how they finish, but I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to leave because I do. I think somebody's going to pay him for two or three more years because if he has, if he finishes the year like he's played the first two thirds of the year, he's still pretty good. Or at least you know when he's on the floor, he's still making an he, impact. He's still viable. There's, no doubt, there is a market for Draymond Green. No doubt for the next two to three years. I, I, I kind of agree with that. So the question is, does Draymond want to make? You know, play an extra year for an extra twenty-five or thirty million. My answer would probably be yes if it's a team he wants to go to, or if it's a team that he knows is going to sign him as a free agent. It's kind of interesting because I do feel like he—he's going to be the well. Myers, of course, is kind of his own his own thing. But I, I do. When you ask me that, what do I think Draymond's going to do? I don't think he knows because we talked about that. And I don't think Steph Curry knows it, what Draymond's going to do. Right. Do you? I don't know. No, I don't think I, I don't know how you could know unless, you know, this is where the agent comes into play and, and, and Clutch Sports will know what's out there for him. Exactly. And I don't know if you can know that yet. Like, it's, I mean, sure, you can dip your toe in the water, but it's, it's February. I don't think anybody's preparing contract offers right now. But yeah, if it's out there for him, he'll take it. I actually think there's. An issue that we, not an issue, but a potential outcome that we haven't talked about because the the team is clearly catering to the big three. They're giving them every opportunity under the sun. Well, that's the big three. But then there's Curry. All right, he's a little, he's different. So let's say the Warriors win around, lose around, Draymond leaves. Okay, well, now I think it's time where you got to say to Steph, what do you think we should do? Don't you? You I got Clay for one more year. Yes, I do. You, at that point, you kind of... what does know. he say? I like, don't know. This is my concern I don't for know. the Warriors is what their options will be. Let's say Draymond leaves. Okay. Right. But it's not like, okay, there's $25 million. We just go spend it because that's going to leave you in the exact same spot. Like you still... Draymond leaves. You still have four really high-priced players. Exactly. On the roster next year. Locked up. And in fact, Poole... It, it, it just kicking in for the for for the first time. So I, I like what what options are there? Because Steph is going to want to make the team better, and they will need to. Like Draymond Green would be a huge huge loss. What options are there for the Warriors uh, to uh, to go do something? I, I don't know, and I don't know. I also don't know if this becomes one of the situations like Kevin Durant. Where, okay, if Draymond's going to leave, is there some sort of a sign and trade that can sort of be put together? But again, like, I, I mean, this is, 
This is for capologists that are over my head as far as what fits and what we'll never know is what the Warriors are willing to do right. financially. Plus, Draymond is such a unique knife. I don't even know if anybody... Who is it in there that can come in and do what he does? I don't, I don't think that exists. I don't either. I don't either. Now, some people think he can do... Some The player can do... You know, enough, but, and, and that's where, now I, I'll take it to a place that nobody, you know, what if, I mean, I'm sorry, but if, you know, Steph Curry, organizations have parted with their superstar. Nah, don't do it. Don't do it. What if, I mean, <laughs> we never think Curry would ever do this, but if they, let's say they miss the playoffs this year and, and or whatever, they lose early and Draymond leaves. I mean, at that point, Steph's got to be like, well, I don't think I'm. I think I'm done here, right? Winning titles. I don't know. I don't. I you. I mean, we. All, but everybody already thinks Cur- that. Do you owe if Steph? Do you owe Steph Curry? You're saying if he whatever he wants. Trade? Well, but it wouldn't be like get me out of here. It would be like what's best for everybody here, everybody, and you know, guys have left. And then, like, the Warriors, when, when they weren't winning at the time, but they traded Mullen to Indiana because Indiana thought they could win it right there. They took back Dampier. Mullen, like, it was worked out with everybody. Everybody liked what they were getting. Mullen came back and retired a Warrior and yeah, all that but, kind of uh, stuff. This is, I, this is almost a question for Bill Walsh because he's, he's one of the few people, along with the regime that was around him, that was willing to trade people um, and, and, and go through motions that were going to be so emotionally difficult for fans. Right. Go, go to go to when uh, the 49ers got on the phone with the Patriots. Okay. Like, we, we want Garoppolo. Well, he's not available. Okay, then it's Tom. And, and actually, Bill Belichick, if we believe the stories, was open to this. And right. it went all the way upstairs. And Robert Kraft was like, hell no. Tom Brady, no matter if this was the right move or the wrong. And actually, if you want to go back in time... I don't know what Jimmy would have done in New England, but the concept of getting out from Brady at that moment was probably right. Right. And Robert Kraft said no. Even though Brady went on and won another Super Bowl somewhere else, it was right because now he left, and look what the Patriots are left with in terms of their quarterback position. It's just kind of like, meh. Right. And I don't know how long it's going to take for them to figure that out. They probably could have gotten under, out from underneath it earlier. But owners, and I believe this about Lacob and Curry, like that's just a no. Right. Like I just don't even think they can well, wrap their head around the idea of moving on from Steph Curry. I didn't, and this, I'm not talking necessarily about this offseason. It would be probably the next the one. Next. Or it would be at the trading deadline of next season if they stink for whatever reason. Um, but I do know this. Like, I, I do feel like the tea leaves with Joe Lake, there's something about Joe Lacob, and he knows Steph's the big boy. There is something about Joe Lacob that he's got, hey, I am the owner. Don't ever forget that. Yes. And I'm not saying I'm more important than Steph Curry, but. If it gets to a point, like, I don't, like, people, Joe Lacob doesn't say, boy, I owe Steph Curry whatever he wants. Like, owners kind of aren't like that. They're not going to, he will not do something with Steph Curry that will hurt his own organization. I mean, I think that they feel uh, a ton, uh, a, a debt of gratitude. There's no question about Absolutely. it. But I also agree with you that owners, it's hard for people who are in that position to go, I owe this man something. I'm paying him $50 million a year. Exactly. And I owe him more than that. 
But the other side to it, there's a PR side to it. There's a financial side to it. Um, Steph Curry is not tradable, if you ask me. He's not tradable. I mean, there would be a revolt, especially with him still playing at the level well, he's playing. What kind of trade? I, like I don't, it's I not mean, out there. Well, give me, give me, give me no, the no, acquisition. No. What are you getting? No, what I'm saying is, like, what, what? Like, no. What I'm saying is, there's no chance that we're going to wake up one day. Oh my God, the Warriors have traded Steph Curry. Like, if he were to ever get moved, it's going to be asked for a it. consensus okay. among the team. It's discussion. This that. By the same token, you're right. I mean, this is where I threw out this, the crazy hypothetical of, you know, if you're the Warriors and and you're not very good, would, would you trade Steph for the number one I, pick? Like, I don't even know. I wonder if Steph at this point in his career. But that's ridiculous. I wonder if Steph would even entertain something like that because think of the PR from his brand and his corporation to how do you send the message to Warriors fans that I'd like to leave? How do you do that after what we've been through? Well, you do it this wouldn't, way. Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather just be like, if I'm Steph, rather than chase, I've already got four rings. I'm solidified. The last one was the one that he needed. He got the finals MVP. He did it without Durant. All of that stuff. Do you want to go chase more at the expense of your standing in this market and this jersey and this fan base? Or would you almost just rather ride it out? Like, let me just ride out the last three years, and if it's not perfect, at least I'm going to go down as the greatest thing that this market has ever experienced and whatever that means for the rest of my life. I think this is fascinating because I actually think if you're a Warrior fan and it's a year or two down the line and you're in a little trouble, you're not going to win it. I think if there were a deal out there that would benefit Steph... And bring back a something that, would, as Warrior fans, be like, you know what? We, he's pretty good. We, I think Warrior fans would accept it, and I think they would root for <sighs> to wherever Steph Curry went. As long as we all knew, we're trying to do the best. We're trying to do the best by everybody. I don't know, man. Really? That's a, that's a hell of a needle to thread. I mean, but we're thinking of Steph Curry. We got, we got, we're thinking if we give up Steph Curry, we're giving up a championship hope. So we're not there yet. I'm saying, what if we get there in a year? I, I mean, don't like any of it. Yeah, Steph, Steph Curry. So you want Curry to retire a warrior? Yeah, okay. and that represents almost like I, th that might be more important to me than another ring. Really? Yeah. That's our guy. Like, Steph is not just the game. Oh, I, Steph is the pregame warm ups, Steph is the face. Steph is the representative. Steph is the freaking messiah Go of down. that entire organization. In or like, I mean, Joe Montana got sent out, and there are people who are still mad about True. this. Thirty-five years later, a little different though. It's different. It's different. Yeah, Kyle, what's up? I feel like if the Warriors were going hanging around 500 every year for the, let's say they finish 500 this year and they're a game, a game or two under next year, and Steph's like, look, my chances to win a title are running out. I'm 37. And he goes wherever and he has a shot to win a title while the Warriors just kind of figure it out. I don't think there's anybody that would begrudge him or the Warriors if he's trying to go get another title. Like, that would be, he's given so much to this fan base in this city. Like, yeah, dude, go get yours, man. That's how I think I would feel. I I, I think you're right that he's, and I'm going to make up a new word, like he's un, unbegrudgeable. Like, right. it, like we can't, 
right? Mm -hmm. I get that. However, think about what you just said, and I think this is all honestly weird. If I'm Steph, if if at age 37 there's a scenario out there where I could go chase another ring, is that scenario where I'm the clear one, or am I kind of LeBroning it where it's like, oh, there's an AD and there's other stuff going on around me, and I'm a piece of a, a championship puzzle at the end. And is It'd that for sure be that? And is that valuable? Is that like if he wants the experience, fine. But he's had the experience four times. If I'm Steph, I don't really, I don't need that unless it's I'm being Steph. I, don't I would know about rather. That. This is me. Yep. I would rather keep the same jersey and home and all of that and be a lifetime player on one organization then go be somebody's three and win uh, win a you know win a I almost called it a Mitch Richmond ring and that's not fair he wouldn't sit on the bench and watch but I'm not going to go do what Carl Malone and Gary Payton tried to do with the Lakers and and what eh, I know what is a, that worth does a four-time NBA champion ring chase like what why would he in a way, be somebody's three. However, out of here. Here's the thing about Curry, and I, it's I agree to be the three. But this is the thing about Curry that that makes him different from every other star in the league is you can envision put putting Steph Curry on any team in the league, and he'll figure it out. Oh yeah, and 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 oh they have LeBron. That's fine. Oh they have Giannis. That's fine. They don't have a star. That's fine. Oh he might. He's got to play with this guy. Okay. So like he can do it all. So now all of a sudden, if you want to call him a two or three, well he's going to be the best two in the league or the best three in the league. And if he's the best three in the league, that means you have two players better than him, and he's just averaging twenty two. Is like yeah. Now, does he want to do that? I, just, I don't know what he wants to do. We don't remember those guys. Like, I mean, Glenn we, Rice? Well, I mean, okay, Giannis wins a couple years ago. Give me the rest of the bucks that you care about. And you're like, wow, they want a ring. Who yeah, did you say? Yeah. Who was in my ears? You know? uh, Shaquille O'Neal with Miami. Shaq with Miami. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. And, and Shaq was different. Right. Shaq, Shaq showed up to, to LA having already worn another jersey. He was That's old, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he didn't have that opportunity. Uh, let's go to Austin in Redwood City real quick. Hey, Austin, you're on with Stanley and Willard. What are you doing? Hey, nothing about to get something to eat. Um, but look, this. Yeah, no good on the phone there. He wanted to say something about Ben Simmons and Draymond. My my imagination is like, okay, if you want someone who can do the Draymond things. Go try to get Ben Simmons. I'd like to know when we're done with the whole idea that Ben Simmons is going to be amazing in the NBA. I am done with you there, and I loved him. Yeah, I loved him. I get the skill set. If he would, if he would have gotten it, he would have gotten it. But like, dude, just okay, fine. You don't be Draymond Green. Then try to be Draymond Green. Can you try to be Draymond Green? Everybody says you're a great defender. We know you're a great passer. You're pretty smart. Be Draymond Green. But like, he can't even be that. I mean, can he even suit up? I don't know. I don't know about, for, forget be Draymond Green. Can you play? Yeah, can you can you be here and can you play a basketball there game? There be documentaries made on that guy. Oh, for sure there are. Yeah. Uh, it's all brought to you by Mitsubishi Motors. Uh, that's Steiny. I'm Willard. 888-957-957 is the number. And yeah, that's right. Three-hour show. My you-know-what. We ain't done yet. Uh, more coming up here on 95.7 The Game. 
is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 